0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Figure It Out. Today, I have a wonderful friend of mine, Alex Georgie, who is the owner of Bloggers Who Brunch, which is a marketing agency. Um, She is very talented, very smart. She is growing so quickly and doing such unique ventures. I feel like everything you're doing is a venture because it's a new company every single time. So I'll, let you, I'll <laughs> let you go into details on that. But just want to welcome you. And I think you're going to be a very good asset to this podcast because you are so inspirational. You're so young. You're doing so much. So I want you to kind of tell me, like, you know, your background. Were you born here? Like, I love when people hear, like, the upbringing because yeah. I feel like that could make a difference in um, understanding kind of, like, your pathway. So Yeah. I'll let, you, I'll let you start. Awesome. Well,
1: wow. What an intro. Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm so happy to be here and to be on the podcast. I've looked up to you and your business and everything that you do so much. So it's such an honor. Um, but yeah, so I'm my background, I'm Egyptian. Both my mom and dad were born and raised in Egypt. Uh, they got married there and then moved to America before I was born. Found a home um, and then had us. So I, I am born here in Los Angeles actually. Um, I have a brother and a sister, I'm the oldest, so I got the most pressure mm-hmm. <laughs> to do well, you know, go to college, all the things, so um, I feel like because of that, I kind of have a very like determined personality, like once I set my mind to something, like I have to achieve it, um, and I never take no for an answer, um, but yeah, that's kind of like my background. For college, I went to UCLA. Just um, did you study? Not I was kidding. a women's no, I was a women's studies major. Wow. I know. What made you decide that? I've never heard um, of that major. I know. Actually. I don't know. It was kind of just intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. I initially started off pre-med, of course, being Middle Eastern, <laughs> you're a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Um so I was on that path to become a doctor and within the first quarter uh, of college, I was like this is not for me mm-hmm. uh, at all. Like that's I would be miserable if I were to continue down this path, so I told my parents and I was like, hey, like I tried, I tried this, you know, to please you, but like I, I just can't do it. And they were like, surprisingly, very understanding. And they were like, you know what, we support you, whatever makes you happy. So I chose women's studies. It was just kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It, so basically, my major, you learned the history of women and their rights, and just kind of like
0: that's oh. amazing. I yeah, it's no really yeah. It was really you. interesting.
1: It really opened up my eyes to the world and like inequality Um, we wrote a lot of papers so it helped with like my um, literature and like writing so that was really good Um, but yeah it was it was a great major I loved my experience at UCLA Um, but when I got out of UCLA it was kind of difficult because there's no like roadmap Mm
0: -hmm. for a
1: women's studies major you know Mm -hmm. like how do you find a job exactly like for a doctor you kind of know your path after that like you Mm -hmm. go to med med school after that and Residency, but for a women's studies major, it was kind of like random. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did a couple jobs here and there. Um, I kind of focused on how much money I was gonna make, as opposed to like my passion. And so it didn't work out because I was miserable at every job. And then I had an incident. I don't think you know this actually. I broke my collarbone. No, I didn't know know. this. Yeah, I shattered Mm -hmm. it actually. So this is all metal. I see it. No way. (laughs) How old were you? Um, Maybe like twenty-five. No, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I was trying to hop a fence. Oh, don't, my god! Don't ask me why. I think I was trying to take a picture for the gram. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah,
1: and I Stop. literally, all my weight fell on my collarbone. Oh, my
0: shattered god! Shattered it,
1: and I thought it was, like, the end of the world because I had surgery, and I was bedridden for, like, three months. Jesus. So I couldn't work or do anything. I moved back home with my parents in um, Orange County. So I was, like, really depressed, mm-hmm. but... I feel like because I had so much downtime, I really had an opportunity to like think about what I wanted to do with my life, like what's my passion, like what I wanna be known for, like what's my legacy, like what I wanna do. So that is actually when I thought of Bloggers Who Brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't start as like a marketing agency, it just started as like a space and a platform to meet other creators in real life. Um, at the time, Instagram was like it was cool and it was like kind of growing and popping off, but it wasn't what it is today. So um, kind of meeting influencers on in the DMs and talking to them and chatting with them, there wasn't at the time like a place to ever like meet any other-
0: Yeah, you started creator. You started this when? When did you start that? What year was 2006. this? 2006. Oh yeah, this is well- Oh, 16, sorry, 2016. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say that as well before Instagram, but um, so 2016, that's 16. still like very early stages of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like it was cool, and it was like you had influencers, but it's obviously not what
1: it is today. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I thought of bloggers You brunch. I was like, bloggers love to brunch, so I called it that. Everything was on a whim, you know. Like, I think nowadays when people want to start something, they really they think about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. They like, oh, but they what studied like, oh, the yo. industry. Yeah, and, I didn't do yeah. that at all. I was like, but fuck really, it. Okay, was <laughs> there an
0: industry for you to study? Was there like a, really there a, someone anything. doing something you were doing, and that's yeah. that's what intrigues me the most because yeah. you started a business. That no one's really done before. Yeah. At that time. Totally. Right? Because it's like... So essentially what you do is you connect brands with bloggers. Totally. Right? Yeah. It's evolved
1: a lot. But at the time, it wasn't even that. At the time when I started it, it was just to meet other creators and like network. That was it. Yeah. That's all I wanted. And I think... I kind of jumped on it because it was so pure hearted. Like Mm -hmm. I just literally wanted to meet other women that
0: And I think we were all on the same page before we started getting overwhelmed with being invited to an event every single Uh night, you know. But back then it's like you were authentically meeting other influencers and like connecting because Mm -hmm. you're all kind of doing the same thing. Totally,
1: yeah. So I made my logo on like pick monkey or something (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh i love it and it's still like it's so relevant today yeah it's very clean and like minimal yeah um yeah and then i just like cold at the time i had no connections i literally didn't know anyone in the industry but i cold emailed influencers that i looked up to Mm -hmm.
0: um so and what would you say like hey um I want to, like, meet you, or I'm putting in a little
1: yeah, brunch would, together? Or? so kind of my idea for the first ever brunch was yeah. I wanted to have, like, one bigger influencer be there to do, like, a Q&A, mm-hmm. and then the other influencers who wanted to attend could buy, like, a ticket, and it would cover their brunch, mm-hmm. like, the food, mm-hmm. um, and then they can, like, network and, like, meet the, the bigger influencer and ask them questions on how to grow their platform and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. but um, it was really... It was a struggle for me to find that bigger influencer to come do the Q&A with me because I was nobody, you know, nobody mm-hmm. knew who I was, like I wasn't anyone in the industry, I, had, I didn't have a following. So when I started cold emailing the influencers, I made it a point to make it very like personal mm-hmm. and like show them that I actually am a fan and like, not like spammy, you know, I yeah, didn't yeah. want to like email the same Like I, I know you. Wanted. Mm-hmm. 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 So I did that, took a long time, but it worked because- but you stuck with it. I stuck with it, and mm-hmm. one of the girls that um, answered the influencers is Natasha Oakley. She does, um, at the time it was a bikini a day, but now they own Monday Swimwear. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm.
1: So she answered, she was so sweet, she was going to be in LA at the time, and she agreed to um, do the Q&A with me. So I had my brunch, she was there. She, at the time, posted organically three times on her Instagram, which back then was huge. Yeah. For someone to just post that with no payment. Still huge
0: today. (laughs) Still huge today.
1: But at the time, like her, like, I feel like it was more impactful because people were like, whoa, what's this? Yeah. She brought her uh, business partner, Devin Brugman, who's also a huge influencer. Um, Helen Owen also came, who's a huge influencer. So a lot of the bigger girls posted and it just grew so fast from there. I I think I gained 5,000 followers oh, like wow. bloggers who Brunch it in a day oh that's
0: amazing mm-hmm. and then in a day of, in a day that is awesome I back know. then back
1: then mm-hmm. and it kind of like it and went, it's like, hard like, to
0: follow like it's one thing to follow an individual but it's hard to follow a company because mm-hmm. you're just like who's bloggers who brunch mm-hmm. like what am I following so you must have had something good going on on your page already
1: I had pictures of like um, other like influencers that were like inspiring and then mm-hmm. we started posting pictures from the actual brunch. Mm-hmm. I just think people were so intrigued by the idea this uniqueness. Yeah, yeah it was like every influencer wanted to like attend these brunches because they wanted to meet other creators. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, brands started to see the value in what I was doing. Because um, they were like, "Oh well, I could gift you, and then you can like gift our product to the influencers after the brunch." Mm-hmm. And at the time, like, I didn't go to business school; like, I never even intended for it to be a business. You yeah, know, it was what just it was, like, what, a what space. it is today. Mm-hmm. And then the first brand to like actually like give us money to put on a brunch with their name on it was Bumble, the dating app. Oh, yeah. Oh. So they were the first company that were like, they were like, "We'll actually pay you to like put our name on um, your event." And so from there, it kind of clicked in my head. You're was, like there's oh. something here. Yeah, I was like, I could actually like make money from this. Mm-hmm. Like this could be a
0: business. And up until that point, you weren't making money. You were no, just I was getting. losing money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Putting Girl, these
0: lunches had, together. Yeah,
1: I had literally at this point zero dollars to my name.
0: Oh my god. Zero. What were your parents saying? Like, hey, we trust you they know were... that you're smart and you're gonna do great, but like, what are you doing? Yeah. Were no. they like, what is this like business you're doing? They didn't We've understand never heard it. of it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> they didn't understand it but like thankfully they were supportive. Again, I didn't have a dollar to my name and the tickets I sold to mm-hmm. the brunches didn't even cover the cost yeah. of the brunch cuz like there's time, always something. I didn't I didn't think about taxes and, and tips tip and-, and all of that. So like I remember one time I had to call my mom because my card got rejected to pay for the brunch oh and i was gosh. like mom i don't have enough money to pay for this brunch like can you please help me so she had to wire me like a thousand dollars or something oh, good for her so good sweet good her. she probably was like well that's gone yeah. <laughs> but um they were so supportive um and they were like just stick with it like they, they were actually so amazing at the time and very like willing to support me so that was really nice but Yeah, no, I I learned and like I learned as I went, as I said, like I didn't go to business school, I had no idea what I was doing, but I think one thing that I did and I encourage other people to do if they're like inspiring entrepreneurs or want to start something is I didn't let the fear of like failure discourage me from like keep from keep from like continuing and um, anytime like a brand would be like, Oh, well, can you do this? Or, you know, are you able to produce this event? Even though I had no idea how to do it, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, I could yeah. do that. On Google the next day, like, how, how do you build a, a wall? Like, I don't know, you
0: know? Yeah. And I just,
1: like, my entire career has kind of been like that. Because you
0: literally have to put a, plan an event now. Mm-hmm. It's not just a luncheon, you're planning a branded a full event now. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So then it, like, evolved into, like, a full produced event with, like, photo moments and official invites and, mm-hmm. you know, gifting all the product and putting those gift backs together for the brands. So. It was a lot lot of work. It's a lot of work, and it was just me and my now fiance at the time working at it. And um, after he kind of saw that I was making more than he was making at Mm -hmm. his current job, he kind of quit his job to work with me full time. Because he was like,
0: there's something special here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he
1: believed in it. And And what's his background? He went to USC, Mm -hmm. which is funny because I went to UCLA. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) competitors. uh, Yeah, competitors. We met in college and we were friends for two years. Um, And then we started dating romantically and then after USC, he worked in the music industry, Mm. which is really random. Yeah. But he did marketing in the music industry, so it wasn't like too far off. He was kind of still doing the same thing, um, but just around different people and different products. Mm. Um, But yeah, so at the time he was doing music business and so he quit his job there to work with me full time. And we kind of just put our heads down, worked so hard learned as we went. I read so many books, listened to so many podcasts, Mm -hmm. like just absorbed as much information as I could. Um, but yeah, I think that the biggest thing in terms of like why I was able to grow was I just, I never stopped learning. I never said no to any opportunity, even if it was overwhelming, even if I didn't know how to do it, I was like, I'm going to figure it out. Like Mm -hmm. I had confidence in myself that I would learn along the way and I could do it no matter what. And Mm -hmm. I think that is so huge for any entrepreneur yeah. is to just believe in yourself and know that like you're going to figure it out. Anytime there was something where I was like, there's absolutely no way I could do it, I would of course say no, but mm. for the most part, I, I took on well, every
0: like, I'll challenge. I'll figure it I'll out. Figure and that's, it out. The, that's the name of the podcast, exactly, Figure It Out, because exactly. I'm I a big believer in just figure it out because I used to have employees and different types of uh, businesses that I had. and. They would constantly ask questions, Mm -hmm. and like I was so busy all the time. Like, dude, just figure it out. Mm -hmm. Just figure it out. And and then I learned to like not call them back like right away. Mm -hmm. And by the time I called them back, like an hour or two later, they were like, "I figured it out. Don't worry." And I'm like, "Okay, so yeah, (laughs) as long as you just you have to like trust yourself Mm -hmm. and just put the you know a thought process Google and research, and you'll always figure it out. You know, but."
1: There's such an abundance of information out there, whether it's Google, books, Mm -hmm. podcasts, like so much out there, so much out there. And we're so fortunate to have that because imagine if we didn't, like it would be so difficult. But I just think, yeah, like you said, like having the confidence in yourself to just like learn and figure it out along the way. Um, Yeah. So I continue to do that. We continue to grow and evolve. And now we have like a team um, of like nine people and so many different clients. We do so many different events. Mm -hmm. We do like... Social media campaigns now we do seeding we do PR content creation. So So we're a a full-blown
0: agency now Yeah, we're a full-blown agency now, um, which is crazy to think and do you represent? um, The individuals like the influencers or brands or both
1: so the brands are our clients So Mm -hmm. that's who we represent. However, we have been asked so many times to start like an agency that represents influencers Influencers. so We've thought about that, and we're working towards that. Mm-hmm. I think we just want to find the right people that will be agents representing the influencers, mm-hmm. but that is something that we're working on that we do want to expand to in the future. Yeah. Um, but yes, clients—the clients are the brands.
0: Because you yourself are also a you know quote unquote influencer. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this um, before we started recording, but. You're like, I can't imagine doing this as a full time job. Like, yeah. I just have fun with this. This is part of my thing, but you're so good at it. Oh, thank like, you. you're so good at it. Like, your aesthetic, your, you know, the, the stories, the stories fit the feed. Like, the whole thing is just so aesthetically pleasing. And you know this about yourself. Everyone <laughs> says this about you. But it's great because you get to work with a lot of different brands as well as an influencer. But um, what do you think are the challenges for you now versus before? Um, because so much has changed as far as influencers go and them actually showing up to these events. Like, I've done events before, too, where I've, like, sent 100 invites and I get, like, 25 people to confirm and then 20 people show up. Like, it's so hard. And I don't blame people because, like, I don't go to a lot of events myself because life's gotten really busy and Mm -hmm. you can't constantly go to events as much as you want to support. But what are the challenges now as opposed to before and how do you, like... As an influencer or... Um, no, as like bloggers who brunch, mm, yeah. because now these brands expect you to, you know, make these influencers come and show up. And totally. I mean, I think that they're beautiful events. I mean, I would come like, because they're so unique, yeah. you know, um, I wouldn't expect anything, but you know, like the influencer world is really busy. Totally. And so How do you, It's a good question.
1: No, that's a great question because the industry has changed so much and it's continuing to change and evolve. Um, I think for us, we have seen a shift in like event attendance and just influencers wanting to do things without getting paid in general, mm-hmm. which we understand, right? Like influencers are extremely time. valuable. Yeah, it's their and time. Fine. I completely get it. But I think what has helped us is like my personal relationships with influencers mm-hmm. and then knowing that we have that reputation of having really great events and not putting too much pressure on them. We Mm -hmm. don't expect them to like, there's no expectation to post. Mm -hmm. We just want them to come, have a great time, get to know the brand. Um, and we kind of let the clients know too. We like to manage expectations. Like Mm -hmm. we're not going to have influencers with, you know, 10 million followers attend this event for free and put like, you know what I mean? Like we try to manage the expectations and, um, yeah i think I think that is what's been helpful, also just kind of trying to put on events that are intriguing, so whether yeah. that's like the location, the brand like mm-hmm. what we're actually doing the activity mm-hmm. um, and so kind of like mixing it up and making it fun and innovative yeah. but it is it's 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 become more difficult for sure
0: yeah and so where where do you think you know so now I guess where do you think it would go? you've already been been there where now you're turning into a full-on agency mm-hmm. um but where do you want to take bloggers who brunch to? Yeah, so like I said, we do want to have um,
1: like a, a branch of our company that is representing influencers. Mm-hmm. I think something else that we're really leaning into is creating our own in-house brands. Mm-hmm. So creating like whether it's a skincare line or beauty line or you know whatever it is, a lifestyle brand um, and promoting it like that and kind of continuing to grow like that sector of our company. Mm-hmm. Um so we really want to dive into that in the future. Um and then also have like pop ups, so like more mm-hmm. pop ups that like showcase like our different clients, our in house brands eventually. Oh, I love um, that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. So a lot of different things that we do, we kinda want to think of Blogger two branch as like a conglomerate and then having all these different branches.
0: Yeah, I feel like you saying that kind of takes me to like um create and cultivate events. Mm-hmm. You know, where they kind of represent different people doing different things totally. like I can see bloggers at brunch doing like this big event yeah different things going on panels and all of that totally I would I would love that <laughs> I would love that yeah That's awesome. it's exciting um so what do you look for when you are so when a brand reaches out to you um what do you look for as far as influencers and or do you just reach out to everybody every time or do you try to find individuals that are um seem like they're going to like like the wellness stuff and the fashion stuff yeah
1: totally that's a good question whenever we look for influencers for certain brands they have to align with the like brand ethos so Mm -hmm. if it's like a health and wellness brand we're not going to go after someone who is always posting about partying and drinking yeah right like that like their lifestyle obviously Mm -hmm. doesn't align with the brand therefore it wouldn't look authentic to their Mm -hmm. audience, Mm it would look very staged and artificial. So we always like to find influencers who match the brand, who we feel like their audience would be receptive to the
0: brand, Mm -hmm. um, and whose audience seems authentic as well. How do you find the influencers? Are you just like searching them? Because I know that there's so many influencers now and people are still starting that influencer, um, kind of position on social media and it's so hard, so much harder now than it totally. was back then. So what can a starter influencer do, or someone who kind of wants to get their feet wet in that world, like, what are you looking for when you're, uh, how do you find them? Do you search ha- hashtags? Are you just looking in the news feed? Like, what is it? Like, yeah, how- we
1: kind of look all over. I know there are a couple different platforms that sh- say that they kind of showcase a bunch of different influencers. I don't love to use them because I don't feel like they authenticate them very well. Mm-hmm. But we kind of yeah, we scroll Instagram, we scroll TikTok, um, we do hashtags, we look at like other creators, see who they tag, mm-hmm. what other brands are tagging, kind of just like search social media platforms as That's a like whole. A oh yeah, position. we have girls, yeah. <laughs> That's like a dedicated full-time job. to that. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. And then just kind of making sure like we can vet them and mm-hmm. You know something that we really look at obviously engagement in general for everyone is horrible <laughs> because of the algorithm what the hell is going
0: on so uh, speaking of that yeah. i know you take you go to these instagram classes oh yeah what are they telling you like Listen, we're just trying to screw Instagram, <laughs> or are they like, hey, we're doing our best to streamline this and make it a little better? Because I know it's challenging for an app too. Because now there's so much money to be made on social media that they're trying yeah. to control that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I actually have an Instagram manager. Mm-hmm. I, I'm putting quotations around that because they don't do too much. It's kind of honestly useless. And they mm-hmm. everything they tell us in their like seminars and uh, weekly calls is what they tell everyone. Yeah, right? it's like post your reels, post at this mm-hmm. time every single day, do this. It's like, to me, the demands that they're asking is it's a full-time job a and you're not paying it. my bills. So yeah. you're ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's too, it's come to a point to me, at least it's just too much. Like with all the different platforms, TikTok, reels, stories. I can't feed, do it. It's just, I can't it's keep so up with much. it. Yeah. And on top of that, you don't feel like you're being rewarded because yeah. they're not pushing your content not even to the Explore page, but to your own audience.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, it's backwards, honestly. I Speaking of backwards, I've been losing followers for, like, years now. Even if I don't post for a week, mm-hmm. there's nothing going on. Like, I sign on and I've lost that. Like, I don't know, I don't know if it it's, like, automatic or what. Anyway, but everyone, everyone's kind of dealing with this. So everyone it's kind does. of, it's discouraging because you're, like, putting your best work out there. And it's, like, yeah. you don't get the results. You're, like, maybe people don't like that, but people don't even see it. And then you'll see in your insights, like... 10% of your followers saw this post, like why? Totally, I know,
1: I know. And we've been trying to tell our clients that engagement as a whole is pretty low, mm-hmm. so not to focus too much on that, mm-hmm. because that doesn't take away from the value mm-hmm. of the actual content the creator's making for the brand. Right. Um, so we do look at like the type of content they're creating, if they're... Um, like connecting with their audience. I have found personally, influencers who take the time to connect with their audience like you do, Mm -hmm. right? Like face-to-face talking, listening to their audience. Those are the ones that are very influential, very impactful, Mm -hmm. really make a difference for the brand as opposed Mm to ones that are kind of just throwing content out there without really like connecting with their audience. Just to share, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, So yeah, we look at all of those aspects. I think ultimately we look at engagement less and less mm-hmm. just because we know that
0: and i've seen some um influencers and brands who have now turned off their like likes nice. yeah or it shows how many likes mm-hmm. because it's like i, I don't want to see if it's gonna less like like this is the this is me i want to share and i want people to kind of connect with who mm-hmm. i am now totally right? yeah um but yeah I, see, I do see a lot of people turning that off and yeah. a lot i know it's like them.
1: it's discouraging for up-and-coming creators but what I've started thinking and what I've been telling like my friends is you can't think of it as like, oh, I posted this and it only got like a thousand likes, like mm-hmm. what, what's going on? I don't want to post anymore. I feel like we need to forget about yeah. the numbers now and just think of like our community. Like mm-hmm. what does my community want to see? Like why did they even start following me from the beginning? Like what mm-hmm. value am I providing mm-hmm. my audience? Like what are they getting out of following me? And I feel like once you kind of switch your mindset to that, then like your content will
0: thrive and continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And I love what you do. You kind of share every bit of your day because it's hard as like an entrepreneur to show... Mm-hmm. We don't have a nine-to-five. or are like, so today I'm doing emails and then I'm going to... You know, it's just like... It, It seems so easy because you're like, I'm in LA today and I'm going to grab this coffee and I'm going to do this, but they have no idea how much, like our work as entrepreneurs is nonstop. It's texts, emails, it's DMs, it's connections. It's like so hard. And like, I'll lay down in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to text this person back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just, that's the life behind the social media. But I love that you still stop. And you like share moments of your day yeah and it kind of gives insight into who you are and i think totally. that's a very big part of it like here's who i am here's what i do in my daily life besides mm-hmm. all the business that i do so totally people connect with you even as like a female as uh as someone who wants to be an influencer or someone who wants to be an entrepreneur just different types of people can connect with you because they're like hey she's relatable right? yeah
1: totally i try i try my best i Obviously started this company because I truly loved being a part of like the community as an influencer and creator Like it it brings me joy to create Mm -hmm. content And so I never want to lose that because I do know it's something that I love doing Mm -hmm. and it also Helps me stay connected with other creators to Mm -hmm. understand like what they're going through and like Mm -hmm. it's nice to see like both sides like see the side uh, as the creator but then also see the side as like a business owner Mm -hmm. and like wanting to hire or, like, work with creators. Mm-hmm. So I think initially I thought it might be weird for brands to be like, oh, so you're also an influencer. Mm-hmm. And now I think
0: it's but like... But I think it's a great representation yeah, of I, what you're what you're capable of. Yeah,
1: I think now it's like my superpower because it's mm-hmm. like, yes, I'm also an, a creator, but, like, now I get to see both sides. I know what creators want out of yeah. campaigns or events, and then I also know what brands want. So it's really – it's an interesting perspective yeah. for me. Yeah. So I really like it. And so, yeah, I make, I make it an effort to – try to share my day just because I don't ever want to lose that like
0: passion that I have with content or lose that connection with my audience. Yes. So going back to like what you look for, um, for people who are starting, like you said, your friends are like, could be discouraged as they're starting. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you look for? Like, is it aesthetic? Is it quality? Because for us, it's like for videos, for Elsie, our photos, it's like we get tagged a lot, mm-hmm. but the quality of the photo is not there. So right. although the work is great, it's like it's stillness to feed our like aesthetic as a brand and make sure that we put quality content out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that what you're looking for? Totally. Or, you know, yeah. How, qual- how will someone stand out to you yeah, quality to be invited qual- to these events?
1: Quality of content, for sure. Um, frequency of posting, I think, is also really important. Mm-hmm. Um, how they post on stories. So, um, I know I do this, but we do look for this because it, it does make a difference. Like, mm-hmm. for example, If there's an influencer who posts once a week and they never post on stories, we don't really see the value in inviting someone like that to an event because they're never going to post it. But Mm. You know what I mean? It's almost like pointless because no one's ever going to see that they were there whereas if there's a smaller creator let's say who posts, you know, 20 stories a day and they tell a story and it's really curated and beautiful and really showcases like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We love someone like that cuz yeah. we're like, okay, they're going to come to our event or they're going to share it. do this campaign and they're going to share it and really showcase like everything that we've done and showcase the brand. So, I think we look at quality of content, frequency of posting, um, and also, like how they're posting it, like I said, so like are they telling a story? Is it random, and like mm-hmm. you, know, you can't really make sense of it? Is it too busy and overwhelming? Mm-hmm. So I think we look at all of those little things, obviously, and if they align with the brand, yeah,
0: so at some point we came from like an aesthetic world to like real mm-hmm. you know real yeah. posts now, we do a lot of photo dumps of like eating food already, mm-hmm. you know, like we're doing this whole thing now, and obviously we kind of have to always adjust our content to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? What do you think about that? Do you still like the aesthetic? Do you, st- I mean, I know that you are, you kind of fit a little bit of both or you'll do more of the real who I am on stories and then you'll do the, like the nice photo and feed. Um, what do you recommend for people to do? Like stick to your aesthetic and do what it is you know how to do best or mm-hmm. do you, you know, do you adjust and do these yeah random photos and videos? I think
1: finding a balance between the two is, best or like that's at least what I try to do Mm -hmm. so for me I do have a very like specific aesthetic on my feed but it's easy for me just because of like my wardrobe right like I already wear I only wear neutrals Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that's why I feel like my feed kind of flows because Mm -hmm. I only wear those types of colors Mm -hmm. so I don't try too hard in that sense I don't think you should ever like go out of your way or change your lifestyle to match your feed right Mm -hmm. like it should still be like easy Mm -hmm. on the go um but like little things like you know if your wardrobe's all neutrals that's easy mm-hmm. try to find the same like lighting or background and then in terms of like realness i definitely do uh lean towards that on stories mm-hmm. like showcasing my real day being vulnerable mm-hmm. sharing like not just the good moments but the bad ones as mm-hmm. well um so i think i reserve stories for that kind of mm-hmm. like in real time i like
0: that real yeah.
1: raw content whereas like my feed will be more curated mm-hmm. and well thought out Mm -hmm. um and then TikTok is just kind of like
0: anything uh, yeah anything goes so as far as bloggers who brunch what do you look for when you're looking for an employee oh because they gotta be wearing a lot of hats i assume because you do so much
1: yes so they have to be wearing a ton of hats um experience under their belt in the industry knowledge of influencers um really good work ethic willing to work with like other people, um, hard worker, resilient, proactive. I think that's probably one of the biggest things yeah. is being proactive, getting ahead of things. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, you know, I tell my team this all the time, there's always gonna be problems and obstacles and everything that we do, that's just life. But for me, one of the biggest things is before they come to us with the problem, I need you to have three solutions already like done, yeah. planned to yeah. tell me, right? like. Oh, this you know, this is not working out, but you know, here's other three here are like three other options that we could do. Let me know mm-hmm. what you think. Oh,
0: I love That's that. what I need
1: mm-hmm. instead of someone just being like, "Well, this didn't work out, so I didn't do it
0: like yeah, I hate that. I, I hate that. yeah, <laughs> I so that.
1: I think being proactive is probably one of the biggest things, um, and just like willingness to learn. like I don't mind if someone doesn't have the knowledge to do something, mm-hmm. but as long as you have like
0: the the hunger for knowledge mm-hmm, the, for that integrity. like hunger to yeah. learn and grow, I'm totally fine with that, yeah. And so, who is your biggest inspiration? Ooh, as a brand or an individual? Or yeah, like, you know, honestly, you, you look at them, you're like, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do and be there. And
1: yeah, even though sometimes I kind of question why she does certain things, and she's very polarizing, whether mm-hmm. you love or hate her, mm-hmm. like Kim Kardashian, yeah. I yeah. love. No,
0: she she kills it. I all the time. for yeah. so
1: many reasons. Like, so I'm Middle Eastern. I'm 5'1", I'm curvy, Mm -hmm. dark features, and growing up in the era of, like, Paris Hilton, like, Mm -hmm. I really did not feel like I, I didn't feel like I fit in ever. Mm -hmm. I also went to a private Catholic high school, so everyone there looked like Paris Hilton. Oh my gosh. And I was just, like, the odd man out. It I was so short and, you know, curvy. So when she first came on the scene, I was honestly life-changing a little bit. It sounds dramatic, but, like, for she changed the standard of beauty like that's just yeah you can't argue that Mm -hmm. you know and so for me she just made me feel so comfortable in my own skin and and like she made me feel beautiful Mm -hmm. um so for that i feel like i will always have like a special place in my heart for her and then just kind of seeing her evolve has been amazing i mean she's kind of gone from like a reality star to like a billion dollar she built a billion dollar company with skims and entrepreneur um, she's a mom, she's working to be a lawyer or she is a, did she already pass? She I did. Think she passed the baby bar. Yeah. Right? She's a lawyer. Yeah. Like she does it all. Right. And that to me is so inspiring and yeah. kind of like how I, envision. I mean, as much as life. people
0: who hate her, hate her, mm-hmm. it's usually people that don't know her, right. It's usually like, you don't know someone it's like, I hate the celebrities, like, right. don't really know them. Um, but I think the expectation of having someone be perfect all the time, Mm -hmm. like an influencer being perfect all the time, a celebrity being perfect all the time. No one is. Yeah, of course. uh, We all make decisions that ah, maybe I shouldn't have taken that job or maybe I shouldn't have said that thing. And you know, it's so easy to judge, especially today on Mm -hmm. social media. Oh Oh, my God, you can't, you know, you can't say hello without being judged, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like it's that sensitive now. So um, I, I totally get that, but I'm totally with you that she is,
1: yeah, I think it's just her, like, work ethic. She's on top
0: of the pyramid. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and then I think also something for me that I really admire is, like, she doesn't yeah. lose her, like, feminine side, and mm-hmm. she's not afraid to be sexy. And I really love that because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times it's – got to pick one or the other. Like, mm-hmm. are you an entrepreneur, or are you going to be, like, sexy and worry about how you look, you yeah. know? And I feel like she kind of marries the two and is unapologetic about so, it. She
0: really can do it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I I'm just, like, very
0: inspired by, like
1: – how hard she works, and whether yeah. she's privileged, she's clearly pr- privileged. Mm-hmm. I feel like that doesn't take away from how hard someone works because there are yeah, cause plenty if of someone people, has four
0: kids and is starting to be a lawyer. I mean, like, yeah, she has there are to plenty of people that, yeah. I think who are. Privileged I mean, I'm sure she has help with the kids, but course. it's like you're still taking time away from your kids to do this. You know, of
1: course. Like, is her life easier? Does she have every resource available to her? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think just like the fact that she works so hard, uh, yeah. like every avenue that she takes mm-hmm. is, is really inspiring. What is your biggest challenge with bloggers who brunch? It's a good question. Someone asked me that a couple of days ago. I think managing a team
0: mm-hmm. for me is difficult. I never really like considered that, that. Like you are your team. Exactly. You that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been so true. And I keep like understanding that. Yeah, and, like,
1: I don't have kids, but they feel like my kids. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Because you spend so, so much time with them. Yeah. And I'm
1: like, constantly coaching them and mm-hmm. encouraging them and, Making sure they all work together well, and yeah. you know, the last supporting thing you each want other. Is, um, drama. drama,
0: drama in your workplace, exactly. especially when you're such a small company. Mm-hmm. Like I just want you guys to just do your best work and mm-hmm. get along. So
1: happy. I think that
0: is one of the most challenging things,
1: and I think the other one, which you touched on, is like never turning off, like mm-hmm. never feeling done. Mm-hmm. Like I never feel done or yeah. satisfied. Like you said, like I'm always like up at 12 a.m. Like, okay, like I can do this. Like, what should I like? I can you don't want to waste time yeah I don't want to waste time We're yeah. like okay what's the next step like how are we evolving how are mm-hmm. we growing like it just never shuts off mm-hmm. <laughs> so that feeling of never feeling like accomplished mm-hmm. or done gets to me although sometimes. as an
0: outsider we look at it it's, and we're right. like oh my god yeah. you've accomplished so much yeah. I think I'm
1: extremely hard on you myself you always have something pending yeah and I feel like you're the same mm-hmm. um, so I think I've been working on trying to appreciate in the moment mm-hmm. right like soaking in like what I've like built and Mm -hmm. being appreciative of like the little things I think I've been working on. But yeah, those two, I think are the biggest challenges, managing a
0: team and never turning off. Yeah. Um, you've worked with really big and amazing companies. Who Mm -hmm. was your favorite company that you've worked for or who was the most, who excited you the most? You're like, Oh my God, I cannot believe I'm going to work with this company.
1: Um, So this company was amazing, and I wouldn't say it was necessarily because it was the company, although Mm -hmm. they're amazing. I think it was the project that we were doing. So this last Stagecoach, we Mm. uh, worked with Liquid IV, Mm. um, and we actually built from the ground up like a saloon in the desert, like on the festival grounds, like in Stagecoach. You
0: do it all, girl. Yeah, so that was (laughs)
1: like, the. I feel so proud of that project just because it was so much work it took us eight months and it was just a lot more work because we were working with AEG who owns um, Coachella and Stagecoach so there are so many like legal things and like red tape law like it was just it was a lot and yeah we essentially like built a house in the desert so I had 12 hour days in the scorching heat you know watching our team build it but in the end, it was just so rewarding to, like, look back and be like, wow. like I did that. Yeah. Like, my little small team really oh my put all that yeah, together. Yeah, because you guys
0: are small, so you, you really have to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And it comes from being a good leader, you know? And uh, I'm sure with, within every company, but you, since you're small and you're doing something so big. Yeah. Like, you have to show your employees how it's done. like. Mm-hmm. You're a good leader, I would assume, in order for I hope so. your employees <laughs> to be able to accomplish all of that with you, because you can't do it on your own, right? Like yeah, we totally. always say, it's like, okay, we have people behind us that help us do all of these things. Yeah, but, um, I know. I think we, makes, being a leader makes a very big difference,
1: for sure. I think as a company, we do really big things that people assume our company is like 20, 30 people. Mm-hmm. So when they find out it's like only like nine, mm-hmm. then they're like, oh my gosh, like how do you guys do all of these like big projects and big events and yeah, my team works extremely hard. It's like literally planning a wedding every single time. Literally. That's how I explain it. I'm like, if anything, it's like Uh it's a a wedding every single time. Exactly. So it's a lot, it's a lot of work, a lot of
0: like details to pay attention to. So good for you. You You've done so much. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Uh, What's one advice you have, you know, let's finish it off with this. What's one advice for someone who wants to be an entrepreneur or yeah. wants to you know you created something that didn't exist so that's so entrepreneurship of you and that's yeah. so creative of you what do you i mean what's the one advice you would give or several advice whatever it is besides you know being a go-getter and not being lazy like yeah. what do you think will set someone apart and um they'll succeed as an entrepreneur
1: yeah i get this question a lot from people who might be like lost or like they don't know what they should do with their life which i've been there so i get it I think one thing that I read in a book once that like, really resonated with me was mm-hmm. they were saying, like what is one thing that you're constantly like looking up on Google? Like, what is something that you're constantly viewing on social platforms? like What is it that's like, consuming your mind all the time? like That is what mm. you're passionate about. And if you could find a way to monetize what you're passionate about, then you'll never feel like you're working a day in your life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like really sitting down and figuring out what you're passionate about is huge. Um, So I really encourage people to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing, which I know we've already said, but it's Mm -hmm. truly the best advice I could give is to just start, right? I think so many people are so afraid, like Mm -hmm. whether that's afraid of like failure or afraid of like what other people will think of them Mm -hmm. or afraid of that, of a timeline that they're not meeting that Mm -hmm. like society put on them, I think just do it right. And figuring, figuring it out along the way is the best thing Mm -hmm. I could tell people. And in terms of failure, I know people are so scared of that, but Mm -hmm. What, what What are you failure? Like yeah. Exactly. Like, it's like, I like to compare it to an analogy of like driving to the grocery store. Like, okay, you're driving to the grocery store. You hit a red light. That's your obstacle. That's your failure. Mm-hmm. Most people see that red light and then drive back home. They're like, well, mm-hmm. oh, I'm done. I'm going home. Yeah, Sorry. I'm home. not going to the grocery store anymore. But instead of doing that, like, just know that you will overcome that obstacle or that failure. It's mm-hmm. a part of life. Everyone goes through it. And then the light eventually turns green. Mm-hmm. And you continue on your path, and you hit your grocery store. And then mm-hmm. that's your goal or your dream that you eventually hit. Like, I feel like people assume successful people never fail, mm-hmm. or never face obstacles, and that's That's
0: quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's quite I the
1: opposite. I would obstacle. say entre- successful entrepreneurs fail time and time again. Mm-hmm. Learn from those failures, get up, and just keep driving. And oh, that's wow. like my number one advice, is just like understand that you will hit obstacles, mm-hmm. but you're going to overcome them, it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, yeah, keep patience, going. I guess, mm-hmm. in that sense, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Patience and confidence in yourself that yeah. you'll continue going, yeah. I think, is huge.
0: I love that. <laughs> This was amazing. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for we having didn't me. Didn't even have to stop at all. This was your, your your. I can listen to you talk all day and oh, I'm like, I am like So you. inspired. I'm like, oh, I gotta go get all my shit done today and organize everything. But uh, thank you so much. You. I'm so glad we did this. I know you're super busy. Actually, we she she let her she made her entire team leave the <laughs> leave I I the, the office. <laughs> she kicked them out so we could do this in your office. So I appreciate your time. I know you guys are super right. busy doing a million things. Yeah. But um, keep doing amazing things. We are um, following you and looking forward to you and if you guys are not following her it'll be in the caption her name is alex georgie and her business is bloggers who brunch if you're a brand and you really want to put yourself on the mat um she's the person to contact
1: thank you guys so much for having me i
0: love you thank you